You know, I got to thinking a little bit about about you know what's going on in Israel, and and and, and you're going to hear if you haven't already an awful lot of discussion on biblical prophecy and an awful lot of discussion on what does this mean about end of times and and how can we tie these things together and what can what can we do? And, and I want to I want to open by making a statement this morning that I have nothing against the study of biblical prophecy, and I have nothing against you know Christians sitting. Together and 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 speculating, talking, and and trying to, to draw some parallels and what have you. Uh, but my biggest fear is that in times like these, when it's so tempting to to bring discussions like that to the forefront, that they'll trump discussions on Jesus. And there is there is no no stronger time than now when we should be making much of Christ as opposed to taking our focus off of those off of the gospel and the necessity of the gospel you know we we pray for Israel and we pray for for the the, the families and all those that are afflicted but but if I if I, if I remember Jordan when he went over there and spent some time in Israel several years ago and came back um, he talked about the the obvious picture of the Israelis and the Jews there, how they live their lives day to day. Even the ones who are practicing Jews have no idea why they do what they do. There are so many of them who just follow things out of tradition, and 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 Christ is 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 missing from this equation on both sides in such a, a, such a large number. And of course, there's the discussion of, of what, again, revelations, end of times, Christ's return, and, and so much tied to that. But, but don't allow ourselves to lose focus that when Christ said to go and make disciples, he, did, he didn't really tack onto that and, and make sure you discuss all sorts of end time um, revelations and, and prophecies so that people can speculate when I'm coming back. And again, I'm not trying to knock that, but I don't want it to, to get in, in ahead of what our lives should look like as Christians when we're endeavoring to spread the gospel and do what we need to do. That was always, that was always his. Focus on now, get you something right now. This is coming. Yeah. Don't worry about when it comes. Mm-hmm. Just now. Do what I'm telling you. Do what I'm telling you now. Yeah, it's it's not, that, that's irrelevant. <laughs> it, it, it's not irrelevant. Well, you, it's, it's, you know, when you said that, my brain started spinning. Yeah, it's like it, it's. But if you do what I'm telling you now, there's no reason to work. Then you don't have to be concerned about all of that. So it's out of our control anyway. He told you not to work. Yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. Yeah, when when and when you and when he tells you also that that only the Father knows, mm-hmm. and that none of us know the day or the time, and all of those things that that should be comforting. It should be that the, that the Father's in control of all of those things, and we are not to worry about them. We are not to be concerned, but we are to be concerned with what Christ wants us to be concerned with, and. And when you started talking, Jamie, about the, uh, I'm going to make this whole class about you. Now, when you started, <laughs> but when you started talking about about our leaders and how they 
um, continue to, to I, I, you basically said they're a bunch of big babies. And let me find my phone real quick because I have what I'm, what I'm looking for. I think I've got open on here. Uh, but a particular verse that had was coming to mind for me, I, I kept thinking over the over the, the course of the last couple of days, words that wouldn't leave my head were we need to be making much of Christ. We need to be making much of Christ. And so I went back to scripture at, to, to, to see where where the, the words making much come into play. And look with me this morning at Galatians 4, verses 17 and 18. And um, I want to talk about these for just, a, for just a minute. And what the Apostle Paul is saying to the folks in Galatia about being made much of. Now, let's keep in mind the, the context here. In Galatians 4, 17 and 18, the Apostle Paul is talking about Judaizers who are coming into the church and... <clears throat> They're essentially telling people, if you want to be Christian, then it's important for you to first be circumcised. It's important for you to first follow the, the, the law. Then once you do all of these things, then you can make these decisions and do this. So become a Jew, and then once you become a Jew, then, then, you, can, then you can follow Christ. And Paul's, Paul's telling them here in Galatians 4, uh, 17 and 18. Let's read this. I'm going to read the ESV version here. He says, they make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose and not only when I am present with you. Now, this, this winds up being the topic of some discussion sometimes because it almost sounds like Paul is saying that, hey, it, as long as people are making much of you for something good you've done, then that's something you should strive for. But that seems counterintuitive when that's not our job to call attention to ourselves. And we don't make much of Christ if we are calling attention to ourselves. And, um, and I was reading this actually here. Um, John Piper had written this article and he was taking, he was taking exception to that translation and, and went through an awful lot of, uh, of, of explaining and, and he went to the NASB and, and pulled out their version uh, their rendering. I'm going to read that for you here real quick because uh, he, he found that to be more appropriate. The NASB re renders it this way. They eagerly seek you, not commendably, but they wish to shut you out so that you will seek them. But it is good always to be eagerly sought in a commendable manner and not only when I am present with you. And that still didn't really work for me. It still makes it sound a little bit like it's it's good to be sought after, and so I went to the of all things, <laughs> I said, let me look at the ESV study notes because I'm curious. And the ESV study notes did something that I didn't expect them to do. The ESV study notes for that particular verse. Let me bring this up here. In, 
In 417, the ESV study notes read it this way. They say, the false teachers have been flattering the Galatians, but only so that they can receive flattery back. They want to form an exclusive club of people who observe Jewish ceremonial laws, keeping out any who will not give in to their demands. And then for, for 418, to be made much of for a good purpose, the study notes say, see 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 2 through 9. This is an example of what Paul means. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. So when Paul is saying it's good to be made much of, he's essentially saying that when we are making much of Christ, and then people look to us to see Christ, it's a good thing. And it has nothing to do with us doing things to draw attention to ourselves. And if we take the time to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 through 9, look and see how Paul is making much of the Thessalonians for what they're doing. Let me get there with you instead of talking about it. He tells the Thessalonians, we give thanks to God always for all of you constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What, what, what commending. He is grateful and thankful for how they live their lives and what they do. Verse 4 says, For we know, brothers, <clears throat> loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. This is the kind of attention that Paul says we should be attracting in how we live our lives. This is the kind of being made much of that Paul's referring to. I think Jim said at one time, you, you made a comment about um, charged with being Christian, but but they couldn't, but the charges wouldn't stick because there's no evidence. You might have said, I think it was you who said that one time in here. Um, but 
But that's the question, right? If we really are Christians, if we were put on trial for being Christians, would we be convicted? Could people look at us, look at our lives, and could we receive the kind of attention that Paul is giving to these folks where all it does is lift up the Lord in the process? So when people, when, when, and some questions to ask yourselves, and I have to ask myself this frequently. Do I enjoy making much of, of Christ because of what Christ did for me? Do I enjoy making much of Christ because I understand the importance of sharing it with everyone and I have a heart truly for the lost? Or do I enjoy making much of Christ because people come up to you and say, oh, that was a wonderful message. Oh, that was a good class. Oh, that was, you know, and they give you little pats on the back. How does it affect you? I've, I've watched certain preachers and I've watched certain ministry leaders and you watch them start out at a certain level and then you see their ego pitch upward. And, they, and the more they make of Christ, the more attention it draws to them. And you start to hear people go, oh, isn't he such a wonderful man? Oh, doesn't he do such a wonderful job? That's great. But then people start following the man instead of Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what, what Paul is really getting at here. When we're seeking to make much of Christ, it needs to be for the right reasons. It needs to be for the right purpose and our heart being in the right place. And being able to, when you look at someone and and and, and say what kind of a person, when Anne went through everything she went through, I don't know if y'all remember or not, this, this hit me this morning. A year later, I asked to, to give a message and, and to talk about how the year had been. And I asked everyone in the, in the congregation to please stop coming up to me and telling me what a, what a wonderful example we were to them through, through all this. Because it, it felt as though we were getting too much attention. And it was God who pulled us through it. It was God who strengthened us. It was God who allowed her to continue to be here with us. If it weren't for the fact that we handed everything over to him for all of our strength and all of our guidance and to guide the doctors and to make decisions and all of those things, we, went, we, just, we just fell apart. And God held us together, literally cradled us together. And so what I, what I wanted to remind people of, and still do, when you look at us in that situation, please see Christ. Please see what he did and how he worked in us. And so I say this morning that when we have the opportunity to talk about what's going on in the Middle East, and we have this opportunity to talk about all of the turmoil and, and what does it mean for for the future, let's make much of Christ through that. Let's use that opportunity and any other opportunity that we have to let people know that you can talk about all of that. And I'll go back to Jamie. It doesn't mean anything. I'm doing it for the right reasons. It doesn't mean anything if you don't know Jesus. In fact, you probably don't want to know what's coming if you don't know Christ. And so that's 
what I wanted to talk about this morning. I'll stop for a minute and give everybody else a chance because we only got about three minutes anyway. I've monopolized the whole thing. New King James. Yes. It said, they zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. There you go. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you. Yep, and that good thing is Christ. That good thing is, look at, look at how Paul... While Paul was making much of the Galatians, he was making much of Christ and making much of, of how they drew attention, not to themselves, but everyone who looked at them could see the Lord. He's, he's saying, it's Paul, right? Saying, yeah. not only when I'm with him, it's always good to look for a good day with these others, not just because I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that is Paul saying that. Yeah, and, and there's there's some more in there that we could we could we could tack on and probably discuss, um, but yeah, that's that last that last part there is, um, it's actually commendable because when I'm not there, you're still imitating us, you're still doing what we taught you, right? So um, you could you could actually expand that to say when Christ is not with us. Physically, we are still endeavoring to do what he taught us. And, and so you could take it to that level. And, and so it, it just, it, it bothers me uh, because I get concerned. I've had a lot of conversations with folks who want to get into that. They just want, they want to talk about the, the, the salacious and the, 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 um, you know, the, the, the details of, well, what's to come. I want to, I want to, I want to know how this ties into biblical prophecy and people bring up, what is it? Psalm 83. And they talk about the, the, the war with Israel that's described there and all the multiple fronts. I mean, you can, you can do this all day. Um, but, but those, I, I tend to believe that Satan, Satan has no problems with us talking about scripture if it's pulling us further away from Christ. Why do you think he, he twisted it and used it on Jesus trying to get him to make a misstep? Scripture is an absolutely wonderful thing. It's God's word. It's, it's, it's so deep and it's so wonderful. But it can be used in the wrong way when it is selectively taken and twisted. And uh, let's be careful of that. That's the only thing different now the Old Testament of bullets and the missiles. <laughs> You're kind of right, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hadn't changed a whole lot, has it? <sighs> Not at all. So I'll stop again. I'll, I'll stop talking. I didn't do it. If we do when that is we would live our lives totally differently. And would we be reaching out to people every opportunity we had if we knew almost two years from now? We've got time. We just, I don't know, I think life would be much totally different than Christians would not have the desire to evangelize to other people and bring the gospel to others in the way that we do. Not that we're re
We would, you think we'd wait to the last minute? Wait till the last minute. Yeah. Or it could be the opposite. It could be there's not enough time. I'm not, they're done. There's, yeah, there's not enough time. Why try? Yeah. Like, I can't turn them in two years. They're yeah. And turn away. I mean, take one look at at when 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 Friday was was called to be a day of a global day of jihad, and you saw worldwide all these crowds of people, massive crowds of people out protesting for the Palestinians. And the Palestinian people, I know there are people that are tied up in this that have nothing to do with this whatsoever. And I can understand people worrying about innocent folks. Um, but their their point of view seeming to be so twisted. And it, But again, I have to stop and say, are, are we talking about people who need Christ? It's both sides of the aisle. Yes, Mary. And I wish I could remember where I was reading it in the Bible, but it was kind of talking about how the priest would receive a test. And that just kind of made me think of like, you know, when praise is directed to us instead of the praise, there's a skill in kind of deflecting that from our own ego and sending, sending it up where it belongs, you know? And that's just not something that I have really given much thought to. Yeah, if, if you if you find that, let me know where that is because I don't recall that. It struck me at an interesting time because I feel like there's um, I've had a chance to do a little bit more like public speaking lately, and it's something that I enjoy doing. But it it can easily go toward the ego in the it can very quickly. Uh, uh, Pat yourself on back, and it's just a uh, there was, uh, I've mentioned this before, but there was a, a point where uh, a certain ministry that I used to pay a lot of attention to was growing very quickly. They're just still out there and doing well, but but I used to pay a lot of attention to uh, uh, to Todd Friel and some of the things that he was doing. And uh, I, I saw him send out an email one day to all of the people who were signed up to his, his uh, mailing list. And it was really interesting because he didn't ask for anything money-wise or any, any kind of contribution. He said, I'm asking for prayer. And he said, here's what I'm asking specifically for you to pray for. Please pray we don't mess up. He says, we have a lot of eyes on us and our goal is to draw people to Christ. That's all we want to do. And it's very easy for us as we get more and more people looking at us and more and more opportunities to do something completely wrong and totally break what we've what we've done. And so please just pray that we won't mess up. And I thought, wow, that what what a thing to ask for people, right? Just just pray we don't mess up. Yeah, I was gonna say there's one one good benefit of that human praise, it's that it that it sends deeper to this makes it harder for the person receiving praise, but it's more edifying to Christ. You have deeper conviction. When you have eyes on you, you're people, I don't want to break down this or that. And you're like, you only do. And it's like, oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to smash this sin out of my life or people will see it, you know, or whatever. And, and it's either, I think it's 2 Timothy 4.16 says, keep a close watch on your life for by doing so you will save yourself and your hearers. 
people are watching, you know. And uh, so when when you're when you when you know that people are watching, uh, it makes conviction of sin even deeper, which messes with your. It it does it does so long as you are watching your heart to make sure that your heart is not misguided. And and because it's I think it's so easy, like like you alluded to, for the ego to step in front, and for you to say, oh, I I I, I want to do more of this for this reason, not for that reason. Yeah. You know. But for me, it's like a perpetual cycle. Oh, absolutely. Somebody says, oh, it's it's so honorable what you're doing, and it's like, I'm I'm just living out my. Faith, I think, as as Christians should, and then I think to myself, if you only knew what goes on in my mind, uh, you would know what a wretched man I was. But then that always takes me back to my need for Jesus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sinful. I need Jesus, and that's why I'm doing all this in the first place. So it's a good. Uh, Let the Holy Spirit work on you that way. It might be Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-one. Read that for us, please, Jim. Okay, ESV: The crucible is for silver. And the furnace is for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. That be it. A man is tested by his praise. Let's think on that this week. All right, let's uh, let's dismiss. Father, thank you for the discussion this morning. Lord, help us to stay focused solely upon you. Uh, Lord, we just pray that all of our efforts, all the things that we do, Lord, that that we will keep you at the center of all of our decisions, uh, all the things that, that we endeavor to do in our life, in our daily walk, in our daily work. Uh, Lord, just uh, allow us to take advantage of opportunities to point others to Christ. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for being with us here. Lord, I pray this morning you'll be with the service and those who are leading us. And uh, Father, as always, I pray that, that new relationships will be started and existing relationships will be strengthened. And we thank you for all you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.